Lake Effect brings you conversations about what's happening in Milwaukee and the people, places, and organizations that shape our community. This is Lake Effect Spotlight from WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR. The Barbie movie, directed by Greta Gerwig, has become the highest-grossing domestic film of 2023. Pretty much every week since its opening, it's broken some kind of record, and today is Warner Brothers' best domestic release in its history. With renewed attention on Barbie, we thought we'd learn more about her and the doll's Wisconsin roots. So if you haven't seen the Barbie movie yet, there's some very mild spoilers I'm about to share with you. But don't worry, it's just for the opening scene. Since the beginning of time, since the first little girl ever existed, there have been dolls. But the dolls were always and forever baby dolls. Until... Enter Barbie. Towering over a group of little girls playing with baby dolls, introducing them to the possibilities of play. Dressed in an iconic black and white striped bathing suit, her blonde hair pulled back in a ponytail, with gold hoop earrings and a pair of white sunglasses. This was the first Barbie doll that was introduced at the International Toy Fair in 1959. If you want to see a similar Barbie doll model, you don't have to go far. The Wisconsin Historical Society has one in their collection. To share more about the doll and where it came from, I'm joined by Abby Norderhow, Director of Acquisitions and State Archivist for the Wisconsin Historical Society. Abby, welcome to Lake Effect. Thanks for speaking with me. Yeah, thank you so much. So you actually have one of these original models in your collection. Where did this Barbie come from? So the Barbie doll that the Wisconsin Historical Society has in their collection is from 1961. So it's a little bit different than that original. Um, the primary difference being that our Barbie has pearl earrings and the original has the hoop earrings. Um, so the Barbie that we have was purchased by Orville and Francine Fox, who lived in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. And they actually purchased that Barbie specifically for their granddaughter, Beth Fox, so that when she came to visit them from Madison, she would have something to play with. And Barbie apparently has some Wisconsin roots. She's supposedly from the fictional town of Willows, Wisconsin. Do we know any more about this and her Midwest origin story? Barbie is from Willows, Wisconsin, and that was confirmed in a series of books published by Random House starting in 1960, where it was confirmed that Barbie graduated from high school in Willows, Wisconsin. However, the story has changed a little bit over the years in Barbie Dreamhouse Adventures, which was a television program. Um, the story was changed so that Barbie moved from Willows, Wisconsin when she was eight years old to settle in Malibu. We don't know where Willows is in Wisconsin, um, but it's sort of the idea that Ruth Handler had when she created the Barbie doll was that every girl should be able to see herself in Barbie. So centering Barbie in the Midwest and in a small town makes her very accessible. And when Barbie debuted, it was two mixed reviews, honestly. So what were some sort of the concerns that, you know, everyone from doll buyers to even the heads of Mattel had? Barbie was a really unique product when she was introduced. At that time, most dolls aimed at little girls were baby dolls, sort of with the idea that it would let them envision themselves as mothers and let them play in kind of a caretaking role. And the idea of Barbie that Ruth had was that Barbie should be what any little girl could envision her future to be. So having Barbie as an adult rather than a child made little girls think about their future and think about what they could be when they grew up. I think it's notable because Ruth herself was a female executive at a time when female executives were fairly uncommon. And so she was giving girls an avenue to see themselves maybe in a business role or in, in one of the many other careers that Barbie has had over the years. 
One of the main hurdles of the design of Barbie was the fact that she was mature, that she had breasts, that she had long legs, and, you know, was something that made, obviously, all the male executives uncomfortable. And Ruth was trying to explain the concept, and she came across uh, something called the Lily Doll on a trip to Switzerland in the summer of 1956 that kind of modeled what she was trying to conceptualize. Can you explain a bit more about the Lily Doll and why it's significant in Barbie's origin? Sure. So, um... Ruth Handler had noticed that her daughter preferred to play with adult women paper dolls rather than baby dolls. And then she was on a trip in Switzerland and came across this Lily doll, which was um, an adult, an adult female doll. And she had her daughter with her at the time. And both she and her daughter were sort of captivated by this doll and the possibilities that there were there. Um, so she bought one of those dolls and brought it back with her and used it as a model to make to make the modern Barbie doll. And that that idea of an adult female doll with an adult female body was was new at the time, and I think was probably hard for people to accept and to um, envision such a change in what kids were playing with. And while Barbie has had several different careers in her lifetime as a toy, this first Barbie doll was primarily for the fashion accessories, right? Absolutely. So the Barbie's first career was as a teenage fashion model. And one of the things that's really interesting about Barbie and that Lily doll that it was based on is that Barbie, you could purchase individual outfits for her um, and really expand your collection that way. Whereas the Lily doll, you had to purchase a new doll to get different outfits for that doll. Um, Ruth talked about seeing a Lily doll in a beautiful ski sweater and realizing that in order to get that ski sweater, you had to have a whole other doll. So her idea was that making the clothing interchangeable and selling it separately would really allow for more avenues of play. And talking about those other clothing accessories, what other clothing items are with this Barbie in your collection here that you have? This Barbie has a couple other outfits, mainly party dress style outfits. Um, so a couple different pink longer dresses, a skirt. Um, one thing that's really interesting about the Barbie we have in our collection and Barbies in general is the homemade clothing. Um, it used to be so much more common for people to sew their own clothing rather than get it off the rack at a store. And we see that in our collection as well. So we have some commercially made Barbie clothes as well as Barbie clothes that people sewed for their, their dolls to kind of customize their looks. So along with Barbie's popularity as this doll made its footing in the toy world and in popular culture, there was and still is some criticisms of this iconic doll. So what are some of the main negative perceptions that Barbie has? Obviously, one of the main criticisms of Barbie is her body shape. It's not a realistic woman's body shape. And there's been thoughts over the years that that might contribute to, um, to girls and women feeling badly about their own bodies. Um, she's also often blonde and the first Barbie was white. It wasn't until um, the 1960s that there was an African-American Barbie doll. So she doesn't necessarily represent all people in that way. Um, there's also been some criticism that the initial African-American Barbie was still the same um, body and face mold as Barbie, just a different color. Um, and so although Barbie strove to be more equal early on, it wasn't um, it wasn't with a different model that might um, more reflect what different folks look like. And the Barbie design has changed over the years as well, uh, while trying to remain somewhat recognizable to this original doll that we're talking about today. But one thing that Barbie has maintained over the years is her independence. And, and what are some of the other positives that are associated with Barbie? 
Sure. Well, Barbie, Barbie and Ken have never married. So Barbie has remained an independent woman um, since 1959 when she was introduced. Um, I think some other positives of Barbie are that imagination. Barbie has had so many different careers that different girls and children can envision themselves having. Um, she's also been an avenue for imagination and exploratory play. So really letting people open up their imaginations and think big about their future. Obviously, the Barbie movie by Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie has added to this conversation about this toy and what it represents. So for you personally, how do you see Barbie and how do you appreciate this artifact from the Wisconsin Historical Society? I had Barbies growing up, so I've always had a soft spot for Barbie. Um, one thing that I think is really interesting about the Barbie in our collection is the way it, it tells the story of childhood from 1961, and it connects so concretely with childhood today. Um, it shows how Beth Fox was playing with her doll. If you look at the Barbie, we have her hairs in a French braid. She's had her clothing changed. So you can see that this Barbie was used and played with. And it really shows how, how Beth interacted with her and how she enjoyed that doll. And I think when you look at Barbies today, you still see that, that kids are using them to play and tell stories with. Um, Kate McKinnon's character of Weird Barbie is a great example of that, where um, you know the, the weird Barbie has been drawn on and clearly used and loved by a child. And you can see that in the Barbie that we have in our collection. Abby Norderhow is the Director of Acquisitions and State Archivist for the Wisconsin Historical Society. You can find more interviews like this one by visiting wuwm.com slash lake effect. And while you're there, subscribe to the Lake Effect Spotlight podcast.